someone watching them and so they they can't always see everything that goes on so children are starting to uh, experiment with um, other children and their behavior and play and what they think they can do and not do so there might be um, some limits being pushed out there on the playground or they're also learning things from other children and being challenged and encouraged by others to do things that maybe they haven't done, like walk um, on a bar or you know swing higher than they're usually. So there's a lot of new things going on for them um, with other children around and uh, all of their behaviors and personalities put together there. And so the yard duty um, teacher or the regular teacher out there will be monitoring that behavior and they're have, going to start setting some boundaries and uh, some rules and there might be some discipline going on if they're, uh, if they're not able to listen well. And so those rules uh, within the playground, the classroom, and the school setting um, are probably different than what yours are at home. And I talked about that before, about what your family rules are and how you establish those at home. But now that your children um, are starting school, you may have to uh, reestablish rules because things will change a little bit. Um, what they're learning from other kids and what the rules are at school uh, may influence what happens at home. So you have to reestablish your own rules in your home, uh, make clear that the, these are our rules and the rules if they're saying, oh, well, at school we get to do this or this is whatever. And um, so you may have to have some conversations about that, that that's what they do at school. But here at home, we still have our same rules, and um, this is what we do. And then you might have to redo your chore charts and those type of things in your activities um, because they'll be doing a lot of activities. They'll be going in and out to school, and also 
um, if they're siblings, they could be having other activities where you're going to have to uh, take them to and things like that. So a lot of things will change when school starts, whether you have one child or, or several. Uh, Re-establishing all of that at the beginning uh, helps to keep your home running smoothly and everyone understanding what the rules and discipline are at home and what their chores are. And um, as they get older, you can start adding uh, more things to their uh, like uh, their chores, their chores could get, uh, they could maybe have more chores or they, their chores might just get more involved or harder. Um, you know, you wouldn't ask a small child to do the dishes, but your older children probably could do that. And um, so they're going to be being more and more aware of other children and families and what they're doing and what they're allowed to do. And, um, the different personalities of the children and um, so they could be questioning some of it or questioning you about why your house did this and Joey's house did this and Sarah does this at her house and so um, keeping that communication with them is really important uh, from the very beginning of going to school and being around other children and if you start early they will continue to come to you for answers and questions about what they have and so as they get older that's very helpful um, when they start being teenagers and uh, even before that when they start having difficulties with a, another student or teacher um, they will already be comfortable coming to you and talking to you if you have a special time that you sit down and talk with them after school on the way home from school ask how their day is uh, or maybe it's at meal time so it's different for each family but you make sure that you're communicating what's going on for them because they'll be going through a lot of changes and um, getting a lot of new information and so, um, when you go to establish your new rules, you can evaluate whether or not your, your disciplines are working, if they're age appropriate still. Um, as children get older, uh, timeout is something that kind of um, helps them remove them from a situation so they can calm down and come back to the, the situation in a better place, be able to identify what the problem was and maybe apologize for that. Um, but as they get older, rewarding them for good behavior and praising them when they are behaving and acting appropriate, if you're doing a lot of um, reward and praise, um, you could do that through your, your charts. Um, if you, you know, get all your chores done this week and your homework, you get, you know, a movie on Friday or uh, you get to um, go to the uh, basketball game or whatever's going on that they want to do. So it has to be something that they enjoy and they want. So um, 
so don't forget that's as they get older time out isn't going to be appropriate for that age or certain age group so as you see that they they are responding to rewards or responding to encouragement and praise um you want to do more of that because that is going to help them um to want to do the right thing to want to follow rules to want to accomplish the things that you've asked them to do and most children want to place their parents so um just make sure that you're not putting them in timeout forever because <laughs> some boy does that after usually five or six years old sometimes if they're just really lost their cool and they're older you just can say go take some time in your room or take some time away um, to separate the situation but um, a much better way to do it just in not in a better way but it it's a, a much more positive way and a more successful way to bring out the good behavior by rewards and encouragement and um, you will still have to have some kind of punishment for children that misbehave and it probably will be um, you know if you're rewarding them for good behavior you probably uh, taking something away for bad behavior because at that as they get older the things that matter to them are different so the things they really like they might have to not go to a basketball game or something really you know you've decided what they did that was a big uh, punishment is that they won't go to the basketball game or they didn't get all their chores done and so whatever that reward would be wouldn't be given. So you kind of have to reestablish and you have to follow through and you have to be consistent with all of these things just as you did when they were very little. So, um, and so the first, second, third grade, they're almost all um, usually in, in, during recess, they will separate the little ones from the older ones like fifth and sixth go out for recess together and then it's first second third kindergartners might go out by themselves just depends on the school and their um, schedule so uh so a lot of that they might not be um really involved in the older kids in the schools functions unless you're going to assemblies and watching them perform band or uh, play or something like that um, and then as as you they get older um, they will be able to participate in those older kids um, activities and they'll be looking forward to getting to that point each year like oh I'm getting closer to fifth grade, I'll be able to play an instrument in fifth grade or uh, things like that. So, um, but just don't forget to keep that communication open and reestablish your rules and your discipline and your, your, uh, your whole schedule within your home because um, some of the things that might come up that aren't part of your um, chore charts or your scheduling is um, 
picking them up after school, what will happen, where they will be, what happens when they get home, what do they need to do, um, what kind of snacks they can, are available if they can or can't have, uh, that type of thing. And then also your morning routine is going to be different, so you're going to have to establish those uh, that schedule and um, you know, so you have a routine. Kids like routine, and usually it works well for the whole family when they know what to expect and there's a routine. Just depends on the family, but most of the time you save yourself as a parent a little less stress if you have a routine going on um, and they all know what it is. So usually if you post things like that, it makes it a lot easier for them to see it, remind them what it is without you telling them constantly. And you could say, go look at the chore chart, see what your chores did, or go mark that you did your chore, or go look at the schedule and see what we're doing today, that type of thing. So um, there's many other different ways you can um, keep things running smoothly throughout uh, school year uh, but there's usually always some kind of glitch like all of a sudden oh well this week we don't have school all day on Tuesday but maybe your brother does because he's in uh, junior high so that will change the schedule for everyone or maybe it's only a two-day week and so you have three days off so um, so that there's always a glitch in there that it goes perfectly and things can change all the time in school and schedules and um, so I just wanted to, to bring that up um, so you could be looking at you know reevaluating that the rules in the schedule and chores so in each year you'll probably need to do that or maybe even each season because things change and kids get older and think their chores and everything will change and progress with them in the household. Um, one of the other things is um, that they're going to be really in these younger age groups, first, second, third, um, they're really looking at um, their self is not looking at it, but they're going to be experiencing a lot of interaction with their classmates and people that they didn't, you know, normally see every day on a regular basis. And um, so they're going to be, you're going to be seeing them use the things that you've already taught them, like their self-esteem and uh, their behaviors, their ability to handle um, stressful situations, their ability to handle conflict, um, that type of thing. And um, also even praise and, and thanks from other children can uh, affect their um, ability to accept that, accept good rewards and comments. So. Um, some of that might come up in your conversations you're having with them at this age that, you know, I, I don't like to 
raise my hand and answer questions. I get nervous. So, um, Sally's always answering all the questions in the classroom. <laughs> and she just, she knows everything, you know. So you will hear these comments come home from kids as they are watching other children. And at the same time, you might see some things in your child come out that you were that might shock you and make you aware that they are very confident and they are very capable and that you've done a pretty good job of helping them adjust and be part of the setting and being able to get along with others. So um, it, it's all just a learning experience still in their life and as a parent um, you will just start seeing that, you know, all the things that you've taught them and shown them over time before they went to school are still there with them when they're not with you when they're in school. And, um, but sometimes you might have to remind them what, what that, what that is, you know, that almost Susie might just have more confidence and she might just really be confident in what she knows but you know a lot of things too and it's okay for you to raise your hand and answer a question that you know and even if you're wrong it's okay because um nobody's right all the time even susie so you can raise your hand and uh it's okay if you if you're afraid to answer a question or you feel nervous but you should you could try, you could try and you raise your hand and answer this question. So, um, those kinds of things will probably come up also about the other students and what they're doing or not doing and what they know or what they, maybe they know more or they don't, or they know less, especially in these younger age groups because um, some children go to preschool very early, um, some have higher learning levels, just uh, naturally know more, they have a lot more vocabulary, or maybe they already know all of their ABCs and they can write their name and um, maybe just do more than, than your child does, or your child does more than they. And they'll be sharing some of that with you if you leave an open uh, communication with them about it and you can just reassure them and comfort them. And if it's something that really bothers them, you can be working on that stuff at home still with them because uh, you are the first educator of your child. So you can continue that on when they come home with homework when they have questions about things, when they notice others are doing something different than they are, and you can help them get through those things um, by still helping them. The teacher is there for them in the classroom, but you should be there for them at home also. And it could be dad and grandma, whoever um, is there and is able to help them. So, um, Right. Well, and um, I just wanted to also touch base a little bit about what um, what you're as the parent and sending your children to school um, that you want to be aware 
of what the school rules are um, and you want to show up for those paired meetings and you want to especially when they're younger by the time my children were um, sophomores in high school I was not allowed to come to school anymore unless I was working but um, at that point they really wanted their independence and the only reason I came as a freshman even is because I wanted to meet all the teachers they had and just establish that reading of I'm their parent um, but once that was over they're pretty much like okay mom we got this now we're gonna we're grown-ups basically <laughs> we're gonna do this by ourselves so um, when they're younger you do want to make sh and even as they're older you want to make sure you, you find out some of these things because um, when they're little they come home with all sorts of notes and information and sometimes they might get pushed aside but there's usually really good information there that you might need to know and um, you know like we're talking about the charts and, and things like that that you have up you also might want to put up the school calendar so they know you know those special days off and things and when the holidays come they'll, they can go to that calendar and look at that and so can you and then any of the, um, the important phone numbers that you need to have um, you can be posting those up and uh, so just make sure you're checking with them if they had things they forgot to give you because there's always things that you need to sign as the parent and they need to have back in a certain amount of time. Sometimes the teachers will be uh, calling you and asking you for those. But if you're checking in with them every day with your children to find out, okay, what, what do you have that mommy needs today, you know, from your teacher or school. Uh, you can keep up on that. And then also in this day and age, because of computers, um, most schools have a, a lot of their information online. Um, so you could find out what that website is and um, is there one just for your school and just and one for the district that has other information. So that's all good information for you as a parent so you know what's going on um, and what kind of emergency um, things they have in place for children in schools that kind of thing so lots to learn for parents and children as they um, go into the school setting and third graders at first Graders, we talked about last time, at that time they're moving into second grade, um, the expectations now are much different than they used to be because children are starting earlier um, in preschool and kindergarten all day. So by the time first grade comes, they're probably expecting first graders to do what they used to expect second graders to do and the same with second grade they've kind of pushed up some of the things that um, those goals for children and also there's so many things to take into consideration because of COVID that kind of set everyone back again so 
Um, I'm not really sure where they're at at this point in opening up all the schools and things that um, kids could be a little delayed. Um, and yet, if they've been going to school the whole time, which I'm not sure anyone went the whole time, um, they might be just on track where they need to be. So, um, and then fourth grade and fifth grade, they kind of move up um, towards, um, they're doing a, a lot more work in those grades than they used to. Like they're doing reports and their, um, their math skills have to be up a little higher than they used to be because they're trying to really encourage uh, English writing and math science. It's big, again, um, to bring up the um, education for kids, um, bring up that level a little bit. But uh, it really depends on your school, your classroom, your teacher, the students in the classroom because um, there are a lot of kids who are having difficulties for other reasons too, which can affect all of the classes and how they move forward. So um, that's another conversation that you may have with your children about how other families live and uh, what their parents do and not do. And, and then there are children that have difficulties and that are still in a regular classroom setting, but they may have some issues with medications or not getting enough sleep and you might see a child sleeping on their desk and that your child might be asking them, Mommy, why, why is Sarah always falling asleep in school? So those are conversations you may have to have with your children too about maybe why that could be happening, but we don't really know unless you're, you know, the teacher. Um, but at least just giving them some direction with that so that they're kind to the other children who are having difficulties and they're frustrated with their work or things like that. Um, and, you know, maybe helping them know that it's okay for them to, um, you know, help that person if they're struggling with some kind of work. Teachers will encourage that too for some students to be able to go around and um, maybe help their neighbor or things like that. So uh, they'll be learning all of that stuff still in school. So, and um, so as you, as they're, I was saying, they're going into um, fourth grade, they're, they're doing reports and they're, they're getting a little bit more in depth in some of their schoolwork. Um, but they're also getting very close to being one of the leaders in the school because they'll be in fifth grade and then sixth grade. And those fifth, sixth graders are the top. And some schools don't have sixth graders in the elementary, but here they do. Um, and they didn't used to, they keep changing it. And so the sixth graders are the top of the food chain. They are the, the leaders of the whole school. Um, and then the fifth graders, they are still part of that group because um, they're, they kind of do things separately from the rest of the 
um, the other age groups. So, um, so fourth grade, they're just almost there, and they're just waiting to get there. And um, so, I think that's all I'm going to share today about that. And um, I hope you all have a beautiful, wonderful evening day or afternoon whenever you watch this and I'm recording this very close to Easter so have a beautiful blessed Easter have a good night bye bye